0: Hi, folks, and welcome aboard Philip Ward Show. Wow, just like that, April has come and gone. We have now entered May and we are cruising. Think of it as another month gone, another month of the Biden presidency. Boom, see you later. We can proudly announce on this program, as we always like to do, that we have 1,357 days left to go in the Biden administration. Now, I'm looking at the news of the day, and it is jam-packed. We have a lot that we have to get into. We go from Senator Tim Scott, and again, I will always go back to it last week. The Republican response, the speech that Senator Tim Scott from the great state of South Carolina, the Palmetto State, gave, uh, gave, Unbelievable! I mean, if you go back and watch it, it is worth the 15 minutes of your time to watch the whole thing through. I mean, you would think that Tim Scott and and not think, but he actually truly is. This guy is presidential material, and it was terrific. It was talked about unity. It's what you would want from Joe Unity Biden. He promised it over and over again in his inaugural address, but we haven't seen a thing yet. However joe unity biden today saying something that is so conservative that even i agree with him on it you know i, I after what joe unity said today phew, we might have to give this guy another look well it's either that or maybe he stuttered i mean the the left loves to say oh he's got a stutter he's got a stutter you know he can't talk right you know that you know he's had it his whole life. Well, really? I mean, he's president of the United States now. Every time he loses his train of thought, we go back to it being a stutter. I mean, it's a complete joke. So either he's truthful in what he's saying or he is lying, blatantly lying to the American people. And and, and this whole stuff about the stutter, it's not I'm sick and tired of hearing it. I really well and truly am. You're the president of the United States. You need to speak Clearly, you need to speak, you need to think about your words and then use them properly. Don't go out lying to the American people just because you have to get through a speech. Not only is it embarrassing for Biden, but it's completely embarrassing for the entire country. And as far as Jill Biden goes, and you better call her Dr. Jill Biden or else the left will go completely insane. I She knows, she knows that Joe Biden isn't there. She knows that cognitively Joe Biden is struggling mentally I don't think Biden's there anymore I mean there's still they don't even follow their own CDC guidelines and why is that well and uh, I think I know we touched on it last week on uh, uh, Friday actually it was that listen ma- it no longer are masks about safety masks are about power the Democrat Party loves they love nothing more than to see people running around wearing masks now either masks are we're gonna wear them forever or they're not confident in the vaccines because if the vaccines work we should no longer be wearing masks I said I tweeted out over the weekend I think the Liberals love masks because they're ugly I think, <laughs> I think they've become so accustomed to it and they think, well, now I don't have to show my ugly liberal face anymore. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they love masks uh, so much because they're ugly inside and out. All right, anyway, so let me get into Senator Tim Scott. Michael Goodwin, who's a uh, columnist for the uh, New York Post, I think, by the way, my favorite newspaper, I'll say it over and over again, writes a tremendous op-ed today in the new york post gop orator tim scott wins race he says now that's a play on words because of what senator tim scott was talking about um as far as race goes and you know the whole racial divide in our country and how racism is is such this big problem that we're still dealing with thanks to the democrat part well they they want you to believe that race is a problem and look at the way that Democrats uh, view minorities I mean, their argument about the Georgia voting bill, which is totally fine. there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Senator Tim Scott touched on it in his response he said well Republicans are making it easier for people to vote and harder for people to cheat. Of course the Democrat Party wants to cheat uh, that's that's how they win elections. they cheat they didn't by the way, they didn't win this election in uh, Texas's sixth congressional district which we'll get into as the program unfolds but um, their argument against this Georgia voting bill is that black people and minorities in this country are not smart enough to get a photo ID. They don't have access to get a driver's license. They don't have access to get a free state ID that Georgia is literally going to hand out to you. If you don't have any other form of photo identification, they're going to give it to you for free. And Democrats are still making the argument that it suppresses voting. Not at all. It's a li- either either they're blatantly lying to the American people or they think that minorities are that dumb. I, what have they done for minorities? Since the uh, Democrats have had control of minority neighborhoods for 50 years now, they haven't done a single thing. Joe Unity Biden has been in politics for 51 years now. The only thing he's done for black communities is, is, is call them predators. And, and Madam President, we have predators on our streets. That's an exact quote from Joe Unity Biden. Anyway, so this column uh, involves Joe Unity. So he says there were two big speeches in Washington last week. Also, the other reference to the race that Michael Goodwin is uh, referring to. He says, one was terrific and one was given by President Biden. Offering the opposition party's response to a president's address to Congress is not easy. The trappings of the office and the House chamber are impossible to compete with when you're standing alone in front of a camera. Not to mention that the other guy is a commander-in-chief and you're not. Those built-in disadvantages make Senator Tim Scott's achievements, achievements all the more remarkable. The South Carolina Republican's answer to Biden wasn't just an effective political counter, it was in all ways a far superior speech. Had it been given by a president, it would have been a national sensation. Yet it was on racial issues where Senator Tim Scott really put Joe Unity to shame. And the left. Quote, I have experienced the pain of discrimination i know what it feels like to be pulled over for no reason to be followed around a store while i'm shopping i've also experienced a different kind of intolerance i get called uncle tom and 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 the left literally made this point for him right after he was done giving his speech on wednesday night uncle tim trends on twitter on the twitter box for 12 hours they literally proved him right he says i get called uncle tom and the n-word by progressives by liberals he cited his efforts to get a police reform bill through the senate after the deaths of brianna taylor and george floyd only to have democrats use that racist jim crow relic filibuster to kill it democrats Scott argued, want the issue more than they want a solution. Called the practice of having children focus on skin color a new racism. Said it was absurd for Biden to refer to Georgia's new voting laws worse than Jim Crow. Remember this quote from Senator Tim Scott? Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country. It's backwards to fight discrimination with different types of discrimination and it's wrong to try to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down debates in the present now goodwin says but what happened after the speech is almost as important the reaction on social media and elsewhere and elsewhere is where we're going to focus in a second here elsewhere confirmed everything Senator Tim Scott said about the left's intolerance and bigotry instantly called Uncle Tim on Twitter. Now this is the same left that is quick to label as racist anyone who doesn't subscribe to their agenda. Yet here it is actually using racist language against a black man because he dares to disagree. Joy Behar, Jimmy Kimmel, Two white television personalities who previously wore blackface scaled the heights of hypocrisy by mocking Scott's Scott's heartfelt speech. Kimmel called Scott a token and Behar said he didn't know what he was talking about. Now for Senator Tim Scott, the outpouring of vitriol was proof that that blacks, quote, cannot step out of your lane, as he put it the next day. Now the attacks were indeed brazen, but sadly consistent with the mindset of many Democrats. Black supporters of Trump were mocked as traitors to their race, mostly by far-left whites who, Philip Ward argues, are the most racist people in the country, white liberals, who presume to know how blacks should think. Biden himself scolded a black interview, and you will remember this, it was Charlemagne the God. He said, if you don't know, if you are for me or for Trump, if you even dare to think about or listen to what Donald Trump is saying, then you ain't black. Now he says, there is only one accepted path and those who disagree are stupid or racist or misogynist. And that includes blacks, Latinos, Asians and women no honest disagreement is acceptable it's either conform or we will ridicule and silence you now that continued all throughout the weekend because uh on it was either friday or saturday maxine waters anti-maxine who says if he don't get guilty 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 then we gonna get more confrontational She says, I'm going to take Trump out tonight. So she was doing an interview with Inside California Politics. She was asked about Senator Tim Scott's speech and she says this. Well, you know, I don't know if he was counseled to say that or whether he really believes that. If you really believe that, then he has missed not only the history of the country, but what is going on right now. As we watch the invasion and back to the so-called Capitol riot again, as we watch the invasion on January 6th, those people were following Trump saying they want to take back their government. She says this as a matter of not only were they willing to harm people, but Capitol Police, who happened to be people of color. So as far as anti-maxine things the only capitol police officers are black are african-american and she even says they were calling them names of the n-word every day we have seen this nation now remember this is present day what maxine waters believes of this country right now where there has never been a greater time where everyone, regardless of your skin color, is equal in this country. There is no right that a black person has that an Asian person doesn't, that a Latino has, that a white person doesn't. There is none, none at all. Yet Maxine Waters decides to say, every day we have seen this nation get more racist than anybody thought perhaps would be at this point in time that's what maxine waters believes of this country right now that it is more racist than literally when there was slavery going on when dr martin luther king was was given his i have a dream speech you know what was happening in alabama what was happening with george wallace Uh, jim pick any time but she says right now the nation gets more racist how stupid is maxine waters honestly how stupid is that woman now it wasn't just maxine waters who was peddling the racist uh rhetoric over the weekend they had this two days ago gary o'connor who is a texas democrat He's facing calls to resign right now because he writes on the Facebook, right? He's, uh, and by the way, he's uh, the, the chairman of Lamar County Democratic Party. And like I said, Texas Democrat is all you need to know. He wrote this on the Facebook. I had hoped that Scott might show some common sense, but it seems clear he is little more than an Oreo. How about that? A Democrat calling a black man an Oreo. And then he says an Oreo with no real principles. How about that? Now the worst one may have been on MSDNC. And this is from this host who honestly I know nothing about her. She's very unpopular. Uh, MSDNC host Tiffany Cross. Now, here's the headline in the Washington Times. Tiffany Cross calls Senator Tim Scott token, a tap dancer, and thirsty for white approval. So, apparently she has a show on Saturdays, and it's called the Cross Connection. All right. And she, by the way, Tiffany Cross is black. Washington Times right? she took AIM at senator tim scott's rebuttal to president biden's joint address to congress last week this is what she says now listen to how disgustingly racist this really well and truly is and and not only racist but downright hateful right you know we want to come together and all msdnc propaganda news cnn abc nbc cbs all the mainstream media is doing is dividing us joe biden is dividing us anyway this is what tiffany cross says okay let's be clear tim scott does not represent any constituency other than the small number of sleepy slow-witted sufferers of stockholm syndrome by the way i'll give you the definition stockholm syndrome if you're not uh, uh if you don't know what it is It's a psychological response occurs when hostages or abuse victims bond with their captors or abusers. You see what she's doing here? Now, right then and there, when she started talking about Stockholm Syndrome, knew exactly where this was going. Because in her mind, white people, enslaved black people, white people, make no mistake, white people are the enemy to Tiffany Cross. She is a racist woman, a woman who hates white men. Now, this is what she says after calling, you know, the slow-witted sufferers of Stockholm syndrome. And now she says, who get elevated to prominence for repeating a false narrative about this country that makes conservative white people feel comfortable. Now, right then and there, she is stating to you, I'm a black woman and I hate conservative white people. Now she went on to uh, uh, continue and, and, and says just this week Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell asked Education Secretary Miguel Cardona to scrap teaching the 1619 propaganda, no she says project, in schools because it would reorient the view of American history. She says, "Lucky for McConnell, he has his own tap dancer to try and reorient the view of America for him." She's talking about Senator Tim Scott. Now, this is this is probably the part of every uh, of her hateful, hateful speech that she gave about Senator Tim Scott. This is the part that she should say. This is she says that she won't bother critiquing his speech. Well, why not? why can't now if we want right we don't we want to listen to each other want to hear what everyone has to say and then if there's points that you don't agree with someone on bring those points up that's what we do on this program bring it up disagree give give the person that you're speaking to the respect that they deserve i mean everyone i don't care if you're an american Canadian. it doesn't matter everyone deserves respect i think everyone can agree with that she says, I won't even bother going through point by point on air. Well, because she can't, because she is a racist who hates conservatives, truly hates conservative white men, she can't rebuke anything that Senator Tim Scott said. She probably, down, down in her heart, she probably agrees with a lot that senator tim scott says but because the msdnc and nbc and 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 andy lack i'm not even sure if he's still the chairman there whoever it is at nbc at this point in time they tell them what to say i I, i'm very confident that that's what is happening nowadays i mean we hear jeff zucker and how project veritas completely uh showed how bad they were and how they are actual true propaganda you know, I think it just it just trickles down and you would think that these so-called journalists would have the integrity to maybe say once in a while well I don't I don't really believe that and then would move on and and, and maybe tell you what's in their hearts but they just want to collect the paycheck that's really what it's about and I go back I say, I say it quite often but there's three things that drive everybody in this world three things money power and sex and that is about it you can relate everything back to the actions of a person why do they do it with one of those three things if not all three are always 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 involved money power and sex now anyway back to tiffany cross's speech as i digress here this is awful she says this She says she learned in the past not to argue with people that Harriet Tubman would have left behind how disgusting is that now if she and Senator Tim Scott lived back in that you know whole Underground Railroad and Harriet Tubman because Senator Tim Scott disagrees with what Tiffany Cross thinks of America harriet Tubman leave him behind and that's it now if she wasn't done there she says and sure tim scott has spoken out about his encounters with law enforcement and he co-sponsored the anti-lynching bill in the senate but there are two sides to every token so thirsty for white approval this dude actually stood on the national stage to defend the voter suppression law in Georgia even though as of last month 361 bills were being introduced in 47 states to keep people who look like him out of the ballot box. How disgusting is all of that? And now let me ask you a question and and every Monday I made a promise and I'm going to keep that. I'm going to talk about Chicago here. What has she done? for Chicago. Hey, what has she done for the black community? All that this woman knows how to do, this Tiffany Cross is divide. I she she's taken her cues from the Democrat party and NBC. And by the way, I brought it up here, uh Mark Lazarus named uh chairman NBC Universal, like I said I'm I'm truthfully not even sure. I know Andy Lack was uh the chairman of NBC, but anyway, it 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 doesn't You know, you you get the point that I'm making. It just comes down from the owners and the presidents and the CEOs. And then they regurgitate those points on air. By the way, what has she ever done for Chicago? What has Barack Hussein Obama, hometown, Chicago, Illinois, what has he ever done for those people in Chicago? Now, listen to these statistics that are coming up. In Chicago... Over the weekend, Chicago shootings, 45 shot, five dead, five fatally shot in weekend violence across Chicago. In the weekend's latest fatal attack, a teenage boy shot Sunday while driving in West Garfield Park on the west side. Boy, 17 years old, shot in the face by someone on the sidewalk about 3 p.m as he drove into the uh 400 uh 4800 block excuse me of west ferdinand street earlier sunday two men were shot one fatally Humboldt park on the west side and now here's what no one talks about this i you you go on the news look at the mainstream media right now Hey, see see if anyone's talking about this, or you just get the updates from. Uh, you'll find it Chicago shootings. You'll find it on Chicago Sun uh, Times and local Chicago papers. But there's never any outrage about this. How come? Don't these lives in Chicago that we lose every single weekend don't they matter as much as George Floyd's life or Breonna Taylor's life? How come you know the names of those people? But you don't know the names about the people that die every weekend in Chicago. Now, get this, after the weekend violence here, Chicago is now closing in on 200 homicides just four months into the year. Something needs to be done there. It's overwhelmingly run by Democrats, and they refuse to do anything. Black lives, all black lives do not matter. To the democrat party to the democrat party black lives are just a vote that is it all right uh we have so this was in uh texas's sixth congressional district over the weekend republican win in texas special election raises questions about joe unity biden's popularity now it shouldn't because this is the most popular president of all time 81 million americans legally voted for joe unity biden so what happened in texas joe special election in texas's sixth congressional district on saturday was seen as the first competitive race since joe unity was elected president and a bellwether on how a district that was seen to be purple Reacted to the new administration's first 100 days. Well, didn't go well for Joe Unity. The results were seen as a blow to Democrats because two Republicans earned enough votes to advance to a runoff. Susan Wright, who's the wife of the late Republican Representative Ron Wright, uh, was followed in votes by Jake Elzey, who eked out a win over Democrat Jana Lynn Sanchez. Uh, you had. Now, um susan wright was actually endorsed this was before the election on uh saturday here you had the statement it came out the emails now i think that's donald trump's new thing by the way the he's going to continue to send these emails out he wrote on um saturday today's election day in texas go out vote for susan wright she will be strong on the border crime pro-life are brave military and vets and will always protect your second amendment she will never let you down yesterday he writes congratulations to Susan Wright on her great surge yesterday which made her number one and assures her participation in the sixth congressional district of Texas uh, Texas is runoff against another Republican the Democrats have just conceded the race Susan surged after I gave her an endorsement last week. Her wonderful husband looking down and is very proud of her. Now, today he releases another email. Please explain to the Democrats and Rhinos that the reason Texas's 6th congressional district completely shut out Democrats in Saturday's jungle primary is because of my endorsement of Susan Wright, who surged last week after receiving it. Democrats were shut out and now will be a contest between two Republicans. A very big win. Now that wasn't the only thing that happened in Texas over the weekend. You had this. This is in BizPack Review today. Landslide, Tom Tillerson writes. Candidates against critical race theory sweep Texas school board election. The liberal construct known as critical race theory was on the ballot. In the town of South Lake, Texas, and the divisive doctrine, yeah, well, suffered a decisive loss. An affluent, mostly white, suburban 30 miles northwest of Dallas, South Lake became a battleground, reflecting the overall struggle in America with a toxic theory that posits that all white people are inherently racist and that the U.S. is rampant with systemic racism. Where skin color alone decides who is privileged and who is oppressed. Well, on Saturday, candidates opposed to critical race theory won both seats on the Carroll Independent School District Board in a convincing manner with a record turnout of voters. The winning candidates received nearly 70% of the vote. Cameron Bryan uh, received 68.47 against opponent Linda Warner's uh, 31.53. Hannah Smith got 69.4% of the vote against opponent Ed Hernandez. Now Hannah Smith actually used to uh, she's an attorney. She used to clerk for uh, Justice Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. So as far as schools goes in Texas, and what's it called? Carroll Independent School District Board. Good stuff we like to see that now this was released in the New York Post and this came on Saturday by John Levin John Levine I'm not sure which one uh, he goes by but this is shocking and I, not shocking given the fact that the teachers unions are all in on Democrats and Joe unity Biden but teachers I, I always say this teachers always 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 get a pass they always get a Well, they're out there teaching your kids they're all so good they don't know they don't indoctrinate kids no well get this powerful teachers union influenced the CDC on school reopenings and Levine has the emails to prove it the American Federation of Teachers lobbied the CDC and even suggested language for the federal agency's school reopening guidance, which was released in February. The AFT's full court press preceded the federal agency, putting the brakes on a full reopening of in-person classrooms. So why aren't your kids in school right now? Why aren't they in there full time? Because of the American Federations of Teachers and Randy Weingartner who's the president there she's a disgusting human being she really is anyway the emails were obtained through a uh, freedom of information act also known as foia request by the conservative watchdog group americans for public trust and they were provided to the new york post the documents show a flurry of activity between cdc director Ray, uh dr rochelle walensky remember oh my god oh my god oh my god there's going to be an impending doom well now we know what her, her impending doom was he was just buying time for the teachers for the american uh Federation of of uh teachers because they want to go back to school i guess I, I guess they like what they're doing anyway so the documents show a flurry of activity Walensky's top advisors and union officials were uh put together in here with biden Grass being looped in at the White House in the days before the highly anticipated February twelfth announcement on school reopening guidelines. One email wrote, Thank you again for Friday's rich discussion about forthcoming CDC guidance and for our openness to the suggestions made by our president, Randy Weingartner and the AFT. Now this was a senior director for health issues at the AFT. Her name is Kelly. Troutner. Now, um uh, the February first email, which described the union as the CDC's quote thought partner. I mean, how about that? The thought partner, the teachers' union, thought partner for for public health policy. It's what the teachers' union want? You better believe. Teachers' union get especially when Randy Weingartner's involved. Quote, we were able to review a copy of the draft guidance document over the weekend and were able to provide some initial feedback to several staff this morning about possible ways to strengthen the document. This is again Kelly Troutner writing this. says, we believe our experiences on the ground can inform and enrich thinking around what is uh, practical and prudent in future guidance documents. Now Walensky Wasn't on that February 1st email, but it was forwarded to her by Carol Johnson, who is a White House coronavirus testing coordinator. Now remember, this isn't public knowledge. This is all going on behind the scenes. Now, Troutner wrote another email on February 3rd. We are immensely grateful for your genuine desire to earn our confidence and your commitment to partnership. AFT, American Federation of Teachers, CDC locked together on the same page in the White House involved in this as well. Now, that's why, and by the way, the New York Post, Levine writes, uh, the lobbying paid off in at least two instances. Language suggestions quotes offered by the union were adopted nearly verbatim into the final text of the CDC document. Now, this is uh, Jake Tapper on CNN, Propaganda CNN, who I'm no fan of at all. He actually asked Walensky and demanded to know why the guidelines would allow schools in areas with high COVID community spread, known as red zones, to opt out of in-person reopening, noting that 99% of U.S. kids fell within those areas. Can you point, he said, to a specific, uh, any scientific reason for students in the united states not to return to in-person classes tomorrow walensky while well, she danced around the answer if you're in middle school or high school we would advocate for virtual learning for that group now remember walensky said this after now knowing through these emails that the cdc is colluding and has a from their own language a partnership with the aft and the white House. Then Walensky says, I can assure you that this is free from political meddling, lying to the American people. You wonder why people are so, they're they're skeptical about COVID and everything that COVID has brought. Here's a reason why. Because of the shady nonsense that goes on behind the scenes. Now the AFT and its affiliates have long been one of the most reliable and deep pocketed donor constituencies of the Democratic Party dropping almost 20 million dollars to elect party members during the 2020 election cycle and that is according to the Center for Responsive Politics I think about that CDC American Federation of Teachers Randy Weingarten and the White House all colluding all working as a partnership, as a team, to ensure that your kids can't go back to in-person learning in schools. It's crazy, what's happening in this Biden administration? That's why I've always ticked the days down. Uh, all right, we have New York Governor, Governor of New York City, and that's about it. Andrew Cuomo today saying that the Department of Justice's investigation and his handling of the nursing homes. Is a quote political investigation started by you guessed it Donald Trump quote I did nothing wrong and I'm not resigning and we said to this people who don't want to get the vaccine maybe you go home and kiss your grandmother and wind up killing your grandmother if there's someone who knows a lot about killing grandmothers killing 15,000 New Yorkers yeah it would be you Andrew Cuomo uh, as far as the gubernatorial race in California Caitlyn Jenner uh, spoke out this weekend about transgender sports said if you're a biological boy you shouldn't be in girls sports nothing wrong with that at all now, I think Caitlyn Jenner is gonna run as a Republican I really do uh, that was a TMZ uh, exclusive now here. <laughs> This is hilarious, and this George Takei, George Takei, whatever you want to call him, uh, used to be a, a Star Trek uh, actor. Now he wrote this in 2015. Ready? Welcome to the party, Caitlyn Jenner. You're stunning inside and out. Now he is a Democrat, as you can tell, all Hollywood actors are, and he wrote in uh, July tw- uh, on July 23rd, 2015. Caitlin Jenner's photo. This soldier said it all here. Caitlin is amazing. Now though, whoa, whoa, whoa. This was last Friday after Caitlyn Jenner said she's going to run for governor of California. I guess Caitlyn Jenner needs to tell us next that America is not transphobic. Whoa, see the change there? What happened here, George? You were, you were saying how brave she was. How courageous Caitlyn Jenner was. Now today, Caitlyn Jenner is no friend of the LGBTQABCD community. Don't call her an activist. She's a menace. <laughs> Hilarious. In a matter of six years, went from you're stunning inside and out to you're a menace. There's Hollywood for you. Uh, Now, Bill Melugoon is a a Fox reporter. Now, he's released this video today. And this is a police officer. By the way, a Mexican police officer. Uh, Body cam footage came from the L.A. County Sheriff's Department uh, with an officer who is Latino. Uh, Now, this is what happened. This is in San uh, Dimas, California. I've never been to California. Don't plan on ever going to California. Don't need anything to do. Over in California, uh, so this incident occurred. This come from it comes from April 23rd. Deputy pulled over this uh, woman who was driving for allegedly using her cell phone while driving, which you guessed it is against the law. As the officer approaches the vehicle, the driver says she was going the, under the speed limit. She said, "I'm going 38 to 40," which he acknowledges and tells her that that wasn't the reason I pulled you over. She immediately, immediately says this you're a murderer you're a murderer so can you call your supervisor please now this woman and it, and the officer's doing nothing wrong by the way starts accusing him of quote harassing her you scared me and made me think you're going to murder me she says he says the officer by the way is as calm and professional as can be throughout this whole altercation Says, okay well i'm sorry you feel that way well that's not just a feeling you're a murderer okay so i'm perfectly legal and here we go ready and i'm a teacher she says you want this kind of woman calling police officers murderers to be teaching your kids what do you think happens when that door closes and it's just the teachers and the kids What do you think they're teaching them? She's calling this police officer a murderer for no reason at all. And thank God he had his body cam uh, on and working so that it caught this footage. Now, she says, uh, congratulations, the officer says, then again, you're a murderer. You're threatening to kill me and my son. And he's absolutely said nothing like that at all. Uh, The deputy asks if the car she's driving to her. Yes, it is. You're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous. Is that what this is all about? Then the supervisor comes around and she keeps on going. She says, the supervisor says, all you need to do is just get your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while driving. Here you go, ma'am. That's what he says. She says, for him being a Mexican racist, what is that name? She says this. Here you go. Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. How disgusting of a woman is that? You're never going to be white. See, this is, and if there's one thing I want to chronicle throughout this whole episode, it is the racist rhetoric that comes from the left the racist left that's that's how they are this woman i can guarantee you no supporter of donald trump another woman who is by no means a supporter of donald trump and it's hard to even think that she's a republican anymore liz cheney tweeting this this morning the 2020 presidential election was not stolen anyone who claims it was is spreading the quote big lie turning their back on the rule of law, and poisoning our democratic system. Now this came in the hill later on after she tweeted that. Allies of GOP leader vowed to oust Liz Cheney. Top allies of House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy vowing to oust Liz Cheney, one of the harshest critics of former President Trump uh, in either party from her leadership post, By the end of the month, they argue that the number three Republican has repeatedly contradicted McCarthy and his team, undermining the party's message message and its efforts to take back the House majority in next year's midterm elections. Now, Liz Cheney doesn't want Republicans to be in the majority in the House. She doesn't want that. Now, how great would it be if Liz Cheney lost her seat and by the way this this key ally said quote there's no way that liz will be conference chair by Montsen. when there is a vote it won't be a long conference it will be fast everyone knows the outcome why she's even there now is beyond me a second mccarthy ally so this is a broad range of lawmakers who have had it with her she's a liability and mccarthy's as fed up as the rest of us that she is focused on the path past excuse me rather than winning back the house Liz Cheney has got to go Liz Cheney, I mean she's a total joke she's a democrat she is the perfect definition of rhino by the way another person who fits the definition of rhino Mitt Rhino Romney who was in Utah over the Utah Republican uh, State Convention. And the man was booed like heck. The man was almost booed off the stage. Uh, Donald Trump responded to that. So nice to see Rhino Mitt Romney booed off the stage. They are among the earliest to have figured this guy out. A stone cold loser. He's absolutely right. Romney, Cheney, we don't have time for that. Now, we're focused on the country. We're focused on make America great again. They're not with that agenda. So, therefore, it, it, at this point, you are either with us or you are against us. I've called for it over and over again. Conservatives and Republicans have to come together. Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney don't want to. People like Ben Sass, Murkowski, Collins, Toomey, whoever, if you don't want to get involved, stay out then. Just, just make room for the Trump agenda. That just got 75 million Americans to vote for the Trump agenda. That is the way forward. Now, Joe Unity Biden today, word for word, this is what he said. Not kidding on this. How conservative of this is uh, uh, for him to say. I keep hearing in the press, Biden's going to raise your taxes. Anybody, and again, this is word for word anybody making less than $400,000 a year will not pay a single penny in taxes. Do you get that? If you make less than $400,000 a year, you will not pay a single penny in taxes. None! Lower taxes! Uh, hallelujah! that's what conservatives want or did he misspeak again is he fumbling over his words does he not know what he's saying is the teleprompter not set up correctly for him does he not listen to what he's saying Is he just lying to the American people because now he said it there's no excuse again you're the president of the United States you are the leader of the free world he just said no American making less than $400,000 a year, will not they will not pay a single penny in taxes. Let's see how he tries to get out of this one. As far as the infrastructure bill, $4 trillion infrastructure bill, Mitch McConnell says no Senate Republicans will back Biden on that. None. Literally none, he says. He says, I think it's worth talking uh, about as far as the infrastructure bill goes but I don't think there will be any Republican support none zero for the four point one trillion dollar grab bag which has infrastructure in it but a lot of other stuff you got John Kerry this was from Friday John Kerry invested in oil companies prior to becoming Biden's climate envoy John Kerry does so much shady stuff behind the scenes that a report comes out like this and no one talks about it. The stuff that this guy gets away with is unbelievable. John Kerry held investments in oil companies. Now he's supposed to be the the presidential envoy for climate change. And he's investing in oil companies. This was prior to divesting from the stocks as he took over the position, according to financial forms. Now, uh, the Biden administration slow-walked releasing John Kerry's financial disclosures for weeks, Fox News reporting today. Biden's State Department dragged its feet for weeks before releasing climate czar John Kerry's public financial disclosures, which revealed new details about Kerry's wealth including that he received five million dollars from bank of america's chair of the bank's global advisory council again this guy does so much shady stuff behind the scenes um oh how about this snow white now i i i guess they're they're becoming snow white is becoming the latest victim of cancel culture here new scene this was yesterday in fox business new scene from disneyland's snow white ride is prompting backlash just days after disneyland reopened with an updates to its snow white attraction the movie's already receiving backlash now get this the san francisco gate all right and the two writers here uh they write this is the headline of their article disneyland's new snow white ride adds magic but also a new problem now at the end it's the true love's kiss grand finale between snow white and her prince that they're upset and angry about this new grand finale of snow white's enchanted wish is the moment when the prince finds snow white asleep under the evil Queen's spell and gives her quote true love's kiss to release her from the enchantment the outlet writes a kiss he gives to her without her consent while she's asleep which cannot possibly be true love if only one person knows it's happening now the evil queen has cast a spell on snow white and she's like like i don't know if she's In a coma or whatever, I don't know if Disney's ever explained that. Again, I'm not the biggest Disney buff guy around, but I know that she's in trouble and she she she's out, she's down for the count, and a prince plants one on her. Well, because true love's kiss. So clearly, that must be if she awakens after that, that he's her true love, and he saved her life. That doesn't work for the San Francisco Gate. By the way, Julie. Tremaine is the one writer who looks like she should have he, she, it, that, this, that, they in her uh, Twitter box. Katie Dowd, the other one. She's got the same exact thing uh, going on for herself. Uh, Other news today. Well, you had this today. Bill Gates and Melinda Gates are uh, getting divorced after 27 years of marriage. And honestly, when I saw that headline come out, I thought, who cares? Who cares? cares about bill gates bill gates is going by the way i don't i, I say this because i don't agree with his politics but bill and i don't agree with him going on cnn get the vaccine get the vaccine we can't reopen until 2022 says bill gates i mean there's a big moron for you he's an american success story though i will hold i always hold that to, bezos the same thing an american success story i don't agree with their politics but again who cares what Bill Gates is doing. I mean the guy's riches can be he's benefited from capitalism. You'd think he would he would have some respect for the system. Now, Saturday, May 1st, marked 10 years since the death of one of the most dirtiest, most vile, most evil scumbags this world has ever seen. Osama bin Laden, Rob O'Neill, the American hero, Rob O'Neill. Navy SEAL, by the way, Navy uh, SEAL, I want to make sure I get it right, Navy SEAL Team 6 member, Rob O'Neill, he he was the one that killed Osama bin Laden. He said over the weekend this, I think the impact was there will never be closure for the people who lost so many on 9-11, but it helps with the healing process. I hear all the time from first responders, even priests who were there, people who lost loved ones, who were on the phone when it cut off just because a plane slammed into the tower. And It's just one of those things. It needed to be done. Amen. It needed to be done. He, Osama bin Laden, thanks to Rob O'Neill, and thanks to our military, is rotting in hell right now, right where he belongs. It needed Americans there to finish Osama bin Laden in his bedroom. And I was just fortunate to be that guy, but I was the mem- I was the member of one of the most amazing teams ever assembled. Andrew Cuomo could take lessons lessons in leadership, LOL, his book, from what O'Neill is saying here. When things go right, you give the team credit. Things go wrong, you take the blame as a leader. This is a true American hero, Rob O'Neill. He said, I was the member of one of the most amazing teams. It was nothing but an honor to be asked to be a part of it. And I have no regrets about anything. Quote, we wanted to get bin Laden. I'm glad we got bin Laden. We sent a message that no matter who you are, how tough you think you are, we have men and women who will come get you. And by the way, Rob O'Neill uh, was just on uh fox news primetime it's called and said uh this is literally what he said he said we didn't get dressed up for nothing now remember by the way if joe biden was president remember joe biden opposed the raid that killed bin laden if joe biden was president instead of barack hussein obama by the way i give barack hussein obama credit the one thing he did good They did a good job on in his presidency was killing and ordering the raid of Osama bin Laden to make sure that Osama bin Laden was dead, was compromised, was gone. I give Obama credit. I think that was a good day for America, period, where politics shouldn't get involved in that. Uh, But remember, Joe Biden, Joe Biden opposed it. If Joe Biden was president and it wasn't Barack Hussein Obama, Osama bin Laden would still have been alive every foreign policy decision every big one the u.s has had to make joe biden has been on the wrong side of does that give you confidence in your president anyway when uh rob o'neill says we didn't get dressed up for nothing i just immediately thought that is phenomenal the way that this guy thinks and rob o'neill uh former seal navy seal team six member rob o'neill is an american Hero. we should all as Americans celebrate whenever the whenever May 1st comes around you know we're 10 year anniversary here when Osama bin Laden was killed again politics shouldn't get involved in that. That was a good day for America and Osama bin Laden is right where he belongs rotting in hell.